The Roundtable is a casual conversation between members of the ICO Alert team. At no point should anything said during this podcast be construed as legal, tax, financial, or investment advice. For sake of transparency, members of this week's podcast own the following coins. Bitcoin, Ethereum, IOST, EOS, and Doge. Are you ready to rumble? Dun, 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 Mission Impossible. That's a mix-up. So we we got good flow here. We're gonna talk. We're gonna go straight into straight into it, bro. We're already fucking live. We're already live. Oh. Already live. Hello, roundtablers. Roundtablers. How are we doing today? We're yeah. back, back with another episode of the ICO Alert Roundtable. This, <laughs> <laughs> this is the ICO Alert podcast. For any of you ICO Alert fans out there that have listened to the podcast, uh, you might recognize my impression of Rob Finch. Robert Finch. Robert Finch. Actually, we, we said it incorrectly. It's IC Alert Media now. Oh, shit. Yeah, IC big, Alert Media. It's the big dog. We're and this is actually just now the roundtable. Oh, wow. So should we just restart it? Let's just restart. <laughs> All right, boys and girls, we are back. It is the roundtable. The roundtable. We are back in action. How is everyone doing today? I can hear them. I can hear the YouTube comments replying the, the, right now. The nods, the, the silent nods in the car on their way to work. Yeah. They're all like, shit, I'm sitting in this fucking traffic and these assholes work for a crypto company. God, I'm culturing the bacteria. Oh, we got a guy <laughs> who's culturing the bacteria. So, so hold on. Let me give people a quick preview of this episode because it's going to mm-hmm. be a little bit different, mm-hmm. right? Q and I were here. Today is Tuesday, September 11th. Rest in peace, all the wonderful Americans. 9/11. who 11 Yeah. Uh, we've got a little bit of news to talk about that that's relevant later. However, I, without Q, am going to be in Boston, over there in Boston, in the B, as they call it, those Red Sox fans. Mm. And I'm going to be interviewing uh, the Selfie Yo team in person. So you're going to, the the second half of the ICO the Roundtable crew will be dropped out for that one. But Yeah, technically this is going to be posted whenever you interview them. So It's going to be a late one. We're time traveling. We're time yeah. traveling. Mm. So, yeah, it's pretty crazy. So anyway, let's give a big shout out to the Roundtabler comments from last week. We should get like a something like a sound that goes off. Like, Roundtabler comments from last week. So like a soundboard? Yeah, yeah I like it. That's I'm legit. That. All right, give us the first one, Q. All right, so we had Crypto AK. I am not sure why you guys are not famous. Ice Alert is one of my fave podcasts. Keep up the great work, and I'm a big EOS and IOST fan. Glad to hear you guys own these tokens. Boom. So again, we need no. So we need a soundboard for whenever anybody mentions the EOS on the yeah. podcast. We'll get like some. We'll get like Gall saying something like everything EOS. <laughs> <laughs> but thanks, thanks Crypto AK. We love that comment. Uh, we're gonna get there. You're gonna. You're gonna be on this train with us as we uh, go to fan- fandom or yeah, fame Hollywood. Yeah, Next Holl- stop, Hollywood. <laughs> They're gonna have move? a star. Our stars are gonna be on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. Mm. Next up is Michael Elia. Freedom, boys. Freedom. I'll come on down whichever podcast I want down under. Well, our friend from Australia down under. We appreciate it, Michael. Always a pleasure to see you commenting. And you'll probably be, other than Mankarn Gruel, the most. Um, that you have the longest streak of people who have ever commented on our stuff. Ah, so him and Mankarn out front. Uh oh, out front I racing. Like I like it. Shay Stafford, Roundtabler for life. I love to see that man. Places I listen to your awesome podcast. Walking. Oh, this is the culture guy. Yeah. Walking to work while culturing human cells at the gym. The leg story made me laugh to the point I had to start again because I contaminated a flask of cells. That does not sound good. <laughs> <laughs> Worth it. Keep up. The amazing content, guys. You are visionaries spreading the important good word. Regards, a crypto enthusiast slash cell biologist. Well, Shay, I don't even know what culturing cells are. Is that <laughs> like growing cells in a Petri dish, maybe? I think it's I think it's mixing uh, different cells together. Mixing them cells together. Yep. Mm. I don't know if that... What, what are you trying to do there? I, I mean... Hey, there's a few circumstances where cells get mixed together, and one of them's when Shea Stafford's <laughs> culturing them in a petri dish. So, that's I'm not suggesting anything, but okay. we appreciate the the shout out Shea, and Thanks, then our Shea. big man Divine Spirit, 
who cleared up a little bit of a mistake we I made last week. <laughs> well, he said, thanks for mentioning Divine Spirit. Eos was purposely not defined by Block.1 so that the community can establish name or names that fit their industry or purpose. Other groups call it Enterprise Operating or Open System, which is also good for many scenarios. Divine Spirit, however, talks in the third person, of course, <laughs> believes Eos goes beyond Enterprise, which connotates centralized corporations it's time that humanity rises up to heal earth hence the name earth open system for eos what do you think about that name for eos i uh want whatever that guy's smoking (laughs) we need to tell gall that this is it's earth open system eos everything earth open system that's good they're going to change the name of their podcast we'll start uh we'll start calling it that in the office i like that yeah earth open system i'm gonna it's gonna stick so thank you divine spirit we always appreciate you guys uh commenting on our on our youtube channel and Thanks, anyone guys. out there who comments we're desperate to hear your voice so <laughs> literally he's begging you yeah. to comment comment on our youtube we'll bring it up you could literally bash q personally and say some ridiculous shit and i will read it out loud to all of our followers as long as not about my mother yeah keep keep his mama name out your mouth <laughs> <laughs> so let's let's do this let's bring you ready to bring pete in oh yeah tell so the, tell the, the, we gotta yeah. okay so the background story for those of you who haven't listened you're listening you're like what the f- f are these guys talking about uh we you know we always give big shout out to all of our followers everybody who listens to the podcast and a couple weeks ago pete key pete k pete k <laughs> pete key pete key is here <laughs> Pete K promised that he was going to give away some bits BTZ for the uh, for the mobile app uh, Buns B U N Z and That's here right. is Pete and he's going to give them away to Mancon Gruel so we're going to do it live here on the, the round the table, round table. <laughs> I almost said I see all at round table but was- whatever and uh, it sucks because this episode is not going to drop for a couple of days. So it's not going to feel live. But Mancarn, if you're out there, you are getting your points right now. I am watching Pete All do right, it. Man Carnage, here we go. Send. I'm scanning this code. There, there it is. 200 to Mancarn G. Whoa, 200. Whoa, 200. Whoa. Oh, sorry. 2,000. 2000. I thought it was 5,000. I thought it was five as well. Here on the screen Whoa. So I, think you, dropped, like, I think you promised 5,000. No, 5,000? Yeah. You know what? I said 2,000. I just listened to it. But let's make it 5,000. Oh, Man-carn. shit. Wow. 5,000 to Mancarn. Mancarn. I'm going to say from the, what do you guys call yourselves now? You're not the ice roller roundtable? We're the, the roundtable. From the roundtable. Yes. The Knights. And this is what happens, folks. When you comment on our stuff, when I you interact Sir with K. us, you get free stuff. Peter Key in here. It's K. Come on, <laughs> roundtable. the theme. Peter right. K We're in s- here. I'm going to hit the send button right now. In fact, I'm going to mark the time. Buns, which is an awesome uh, app for shopping local. EST. And Mancarn Gruel is located in Toronto. He has the app downloaded, oh, so we're giving him some free stuff. This and is sent. 5,000 BTC sent. I bet you he has it in his wallet right now. It's 2.49 p.m. EST. You heard it, Mancarn. Wait, it's 2.49 p.m. EST. Wait, what was the funny comment? Uh, he was the only comment. He was so the he only comment. Of, yeah. So the just some background story. This episode is a shit show. Just some background it is story. A circus. That last <laughs> this, thirty seconds was an absolute circus. This was a competition. Pete Pete said whoever has the funniest comment on our YouTube channel will win the bits. And I don't think anyone commented on the YouTube channel. And Mancarn Gruel commented on the SoundCloud channel, and it was the only comment. So by default, it was the funniest. Hmm. So great job, man, Karn. You're a comedian. Pete you're, board. Pete, you're the greatest. Thanks, Pete. Killing it. All right. All right. Thanks, man. See you next time, guys. Thanks, Pete. Thanks, Pete. All right. So anyway, I think that's a great segue into some of the news, some of the headlines. <sighs> I am all over the place. That was a two-minute segment of ridiculousness. Yeah. It, we're ridiculous on the round table. Yeah. But anyway, we've got a couple of quick news stories to talk about, and then we are going to time travel to thursday where i'm gonna interview the guys from selfie yo cool well i'll start uh the first news that we have for you guys is the founder of crypto exchange okx allegedly detained on crypto fraud charges in china it says <laughs> star the founder of exchange service provider OKCoin and the world's second largest crypto exchange OKX has allegedly been detained in China in relation to suspected digital currency fraud. Local news outlet Sina News reports September 11th. So a couple things here. First of all, do you think his birth name was Star? 
I don't know no, much about the Asian culture, so I'm going to say totally could be. no chance in hell. Okay. Uh, also, I'm going to say this probably has something to do with the the big news that came out. What was it like a week or two ago about OKX? There was another exchange I think mentioned as well that had a bunch of wash trading, and that was where most of their volume was coming from. Was all wash trading, internal wash trading, and um, it was kind of uh, shocking news to see. I mean, there was a massive number. I, I can't even yeah. look it up right now. Did you hear about Ku- that? I think it was KuCoin, um, but I don't want to put it out there. Uh, KuCoin, I'm sorry uh, if you're listening, but uh, yeah, we should look that up. I know uh, Binance CZ, the guy, uh, the founder over there, uh, tweeted that article out. So if you want to go through and see that. Um, it is said that 93% of its volume... Now, this is according to just some guy on Medium, so who knows? This guy could be... F- a total idiot. Uh, his name's Sylvain Ribes. <laughs> so if you're listening, Sylvain, you could be a total idiot or you could be right. Uh, he said, in this piece, I'll expose why I believe more than $3 billion of all crypto assets volume to be fabricated and how OKX, the number one exchange... Is OKX the number one exchange by volume? Uh, it kind of varies Okay, up and down. Um, that's surprising, but they are the main offender. Oh, this is way back. This was in March. Uh, but he said that 93% of the, uh, percent of OKX's volume is non-existent. So mm. this guy was calling out in, in advance. Yeah. Yeah. I know CZ's tweet tweet was out like maybe a week, a week and a half ago. Do you but... know what CZ said about it? CZ being the well, uh, CEO and founder of Binance? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Zhao Changpeng, right? I... How, do you, how do you say it? I would have you to would, look at his name. Yeah, you would know. I only know him as CZ. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely not his chosen name. Yeah. Uh, it's uh, uh, <laughs> Changpeng Zhao. Okay. The ZH right. makes a J sound. Gotcha, gotcha. My Chinese is not very good, so. Yeah, anyways, that was like a week and a half ago. Obviously, Binance uh, didn't have any wash trading. Uh, well, Binance has no wash. Well, I'm not saying they don't have any, but compared, they compared it to like their 24 hour, uh, users like mm-hmm. base and kind of the, the volume that was taking place where they could, they could accurately say, okay, they have this amount of users and this amount of volume that doesn't really equate right, uh, right. with the amount of volume that they're getting. There was a bunch of other things, but that was one that stuck out to me. Well, and there's people have to consider too. There are, there are services out there where you pay a market maker. Uh, Dimitri and I were just talking about this today. Um, you pay a market maker to actually go on and kind of liquidate the the books online on these online exchanges, and they're making the trades, trying to help steady the price out. So keep that in mind when you're on an exchange and you're putting your order into the book. A lot of these people you're trading with that might not be an open order just from someone in the market. That could be an mm-hmm. order that's just being made by a market maker that's kind of trying to help stabilize a price and. We, we talked with one of these market makers before, actually, um, and they mentioned how a lot of these projects, they'll ICO, and then they'll actually start on a smaller exchange, and they use market makers that can control the price more on a smaller exchange, and it helps them keep a balanced price. So instead of just doing an ICO and then immediately getting on Binance and getting crushed because mm-hmm. there's a lot of volume and you yep. can't really control... Um, you could go on a smaller exchange and actually have a market maker maintain a solid price for you. So if you're kind of trading sideways or maybe a little up, maybe a little down, or just kind of floating with the market, whatever it is, then you go onto Binance, you have that price history to kind of factor in that sentiment over what the price should be. Yeah, I mean, getting listed directly on Binance, unless you're a really solid, and even then, unless you're a really solid project, I mean, you're going to get crushed, absolutely. So I, I, I agree with that, you know, long and stable, uh, as opposed to kind of trying to, you know, swing for the fences and getting right. a Binance listing. Right, yeah, so if you're out there and you're investing in an ICO, I know it's like a big meme to say, when Binance, yeah. but... Uh, sometimes it's not always the best thing to get listed on Binance yeah, immediately. The the bigger thing that's coming along, right, with these ICOs is the DEXs, uh, the decentralized exchanges, having no listing fee virtually. It's just the user experience, uh, the, the UX UI of being on a DEX and kind of the security issues of being on a DEX. Uh, people don't really trust them, nor are they right. like a good user experience. But DEXs are coming along, so that's a way to create that stability that you're talking about without getting having to pay a listing fee on one of these mid-tier to low-tier exchanges. Yeah, yeah. I think uh, we'll definitely have to keep an eye on how those DEXs come along. That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think uh, KuCoin is a DEX. No. No? I don't think so. 
No? Okay. Yeah. I think they were actually the one implicated in the uh, wash trading along with OKX. But that might be uh, – these things happen with, with these exchanges right now are nuts, man. Like there was a there was a report that came out this morning. Pete shared it in the group chat. Uh, he The guy basically kind of made the connection between uh, how exchanges, coin market cap, and sites like it, uh, they're kind of almost paying to uh, like – just like ICOs are paying rankings or listing sites mm-hmm. uh, to rate their ICO, the listing sites are being are able to pay these these uh, coin market cap ish. I'm not saying coin market cap's doing it, but they're paying them to kind of show a adjusted ranking, if you will, of their oh. exchange because that's the new ICO, right? right. Exchange, uh, exchange. How, how much up. volume do you have? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's the rankings of these exchanges? Right. So if you're able oh, to get in. Oh, the exchanges in, are actually paying. Yes. I see. Yeah. And this is all a report, but basically, yeah. like, the, he basically called exchanges, and I kind of agreed with him, the exchanges in in this sense of even up to Binance, they're altcoin casinos. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's what I'm going to start calling them because, honestly, uh, if you kind of if you kind of make the relation that it's like the NASDAQ exchange, it's not even close, right? It's a, it's a, it's more of a, they're unregulated most of the time. It's like, like a riverboat. It, it, it almost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And, and we need to get uh, to a more regulated space. I think Gemini coming out with that stable coin was a huge news this week. Mm-hmm. Um, but we need more regulation in the space rather than uh, less. Uh, there is somewhere in the middle that we need to, to, to meet. I always say that. Yeah. Um, but it's because I mean it. Uh, I don't think either side should win. It's somewhere in the middle. But yeah, getting back to the point, uh, I think OKX, th- this is not good. <laughs> yeah. This was, and this is breaking news today. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, there was more bullish news, it seemed, in the making headlines with the Gemini report. With mm. um, There was another, Toronto, I think, has a. CTF that's getting confirmed or something. I don't know. Don't quote me. That's. I think yeah, something about along those lines is is happening. You know what though? I don't even really pay attention to that shit. I'm more of a. I watch the fundamentals. Ah. There's so much just the fundamentals. There's so much uh, speculation on is Wall Street getting involved, and I just I, I can't keep up with it. You know, I I just like to look at a project. At the end of the day. Wall Street doesn't have to do anything with Bitcoin, and I still believe in it long term because mm-hmm. of the way that it's so decentralized away from governments and you see all these, you know, Turkey and um, Venezuela where they're the fiat currency collapses and every day that shit happens. It's happened for all of time. Yeah. And it's, it just gives me hope that there's that Bitcoin's the ultimate use case. Some of these alts I think will definitely come along and I voice my opinion on the use cases for those, especially to try to get away from, you know, social media censorship. And I think payments are, are a viable option in the future. But, uh, you know, at the end of the day, I don't really fucking care if Wall Street gets involved in crypto because yeah. there's going to be a pathway forward without Wall Street. Hmm. And that's what I actually like about it. That's what I like about Bitcoin. It doesn't matter if the big banks get involved with it. Hmm. So anyway, uh, just to segue, I guess, <laughs> awkwardly into the next story, since we don't have that much time today. Let the let the listeners know about that giveaway before we get into the next story. I want to I want to hear about this giveaway. Oh, the swag bag giveaway. Yeah, swag bag. So we did a swag bag giveaway. So Pete Pete K just came in, did the bits giveaway. Um, Man Carn Gruel, congratulations. But we also did a swag Mancorn. bag giveaway, and we sent. Oh man, I forgot. I lost the guy's name. <laughs> Sorry, guy. Who, I guess we have to redo it. Sorry, guy who won stuff from us. But anyway, we uh, we put together a nice swag. Why don't you say what was in it, Q? Because you kind of remember. You were there. Um, yeah, so there's going to be an ICO alert, uh, jump rope. That's a hundred percent what the most effective and valuable thing in the, <laughs> the whole jump rope <laughs> in the whole bag. Uh, there's going to be a bottle opener. Hey, there's people wanted that jump rope, dude. I mean, people commented. They want foggy frogger was like, you know, I'm gunning for that jump rope. We should send him a jump rope just, just because. because the jump rope is hilarious. What else is in there? It's a pen or a couple pens. Yeah. I mean, in case you need to write down stuff, you can always use a pen. Bottle opener. Oh, excuse you. Throws up on the mic. Uh, <laughs> uh, hoodie. Oh, hoodie. Hoodie and t-shirt. That's, oh, th- those are Hoodie and t-shirt big. are the big. That's yeah. the big deal. So the guy who won, we did it. Uh, we sent it out on Twitter. We sent it out on Instagram. It's His name is Zach Dexter. And Zach, uh, you won, bro. But like, we can't even get a hold of you. So you might have just lost. Mm. Uh, 
you know, trying to get a hold of you there, Zach. But, you know, your YouTube channel doesn't have any links to any emails or anything. So now it's up in the air. I mean, we might have to run this contest back. So give him 48 hours, team at ICOalert.com. If he doesn't do it, we run it back. How does he prove he's Zach Dexter? All of our listeners could hit team at ICOalert right now. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> you just blew my mind. We just opened up a portal. Yeah, you're right. Um, you're right. No, here's how he proves it. The person, Zach, if you're listening, he has to email us, and then he has to comment. Give us his Bitcoin private key. Yeah, give us your Bitcoin private key. That's the only way to prove. And then we'll send him over the swag bag. Basically, just the first asshole to prove that their Zach Dexter gets a swag bag sent yeah. to them. As long as we make someone happy. Zach Dexter, it's like when you when you buy a 50-50 ticket, and then you, you don't stick around, and... The first person's number gets called and everybody's like hoping no one stands up because you could still win or when someone wins bingo but then you find out that they're like too stupid to actually do it right mm. and you get pumped because you have a second chance wow that's what's going on that right happens now to you often all the time i'm i'm on the bingo circuit man you're at the bingo circuit with all the uh, <laughs> old ladies yeah i kill it nice man all right so anyway uh just to jump into our last bit of news and this this is some feel-good news today is uh 9-11, which is a very, you know, usually very solemn day, uh, 17 years ago already, which is just fucking crazy to yeah, think about that it was that long ago. I was in the car this morning and I was like, man, was it 2001 or 2004? I like, I couldn't remember. And I was thinking, man, Jeez. 17 years ago already. It just, I don't know. It doesn't seem like it was that long ago. Yeah. I mean, uh, 2001 for sure. That's, that's a long time ago. I was actually living in Hawaii at the time because both my parents are Navy mm -hmm. and it didn't oh, So you were like, you were sleeping when all that happened. It was actually in the morning. Uh, I think we got in like eight o'clock in the morning. I think they're six hours behind. Uh, so yeah. Well in I, New York, I, I think the first plane crash at nine Oh five or nine Oh four or something. So yeah, maybe, maybe we were a little bit behind, but yeah. it still felt because I went to school like in the in like the public school system, it wasn't like on base or anything, and it felt like nothing happened, which is which is weird because I moved, I eventually moved to the East Coast, and like everyone on the East Coast was like, they they knew exactly where they were, right? right. It was like a big thing on the right. East Coast, and maybe even on mainland, uh, you know, United States, but in yeah. Hawaii, it, you felt relatively stable. Yeah, I couldn't even imagine being in New York that oh my day, man. God, dude. Yeah, I, I mean, it, I was so young when it happened. I was only 10 or 11 years old. Mm -hmm. And to to for the longest time, I don't think I understood the implications of it. And now when I go back and watch YouTube videos or whatever, it's it's tough to watch. It makes yeah. my stomach. It makes me sick to my stomach watching it. So anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah, after that, here uh, comes some happy news <laughs> about awful things that happened. But anyway, uh, there was a report out of Cointelegraph that says crypto is not effective for financing terrorist groups, which is always kind of a weird claim. I think we even said it last Ugh. week that the one of the downfalls of these private networks is that you can kind of hide money or you can launder money for suspicious activities. Move it through Monero and things like that, yeah. Right. So uh, out of Cointelegraph, and I'll just read uh, directly from them. This is a huge win for America right here. The study mentions the first terrorism funding campaign Jahazona I guess that was the name of the terrorist ICO conducted in 2016 in the Gaza Strip which was publicly visible on a blockchain the fundraising campaign was managed by a group of jihadists called Mujahideen Shura Council and aimed to raise $2,500 per fighter Jesus Christ so like they've got fucking Pokemon cards of fighters <laughs> alright give us $2,500 for this guy anyway uh, there was an option to pay in Bitcoin the group reportedly gained, and quote unquote, a little bit over five hundred dollars in Bitcoin. Oh my God! Wow. So boom, retire right there. Fuck those guys. Worst ICO I've ever seen. They would be immediately <laughs> delisted. ICO. And I bet ICO Bench would probably give them a four point five out of five if they had to pay them for Easily. it. They they would uh, verify the team members and everything. Yeah, yeah. So Mujahideen Shura Council. Uh, they did not do good. They only raised five hundred dollars in their ICO. This was in two thousand sixteen in the Gaza Strip. So that was actually when all of these claims that people were using Bitcoin to fund terrorism were existing. And that still exists to this day and it yeah. pisses me off. Not because it doesn't happen. I'm sure it happens. Right, right. right. But just like cash, it, it's used to, you know, fund uh, 
illegal activities, but it's, it's such a small percentage of what it's actually used for. And the actual perception that these people have is that 90% of, of, you know, digital currency is used to fund terrorism. Yeah. Or at least that's yeah. the way it's made it to look in the, you know, in the media. Well, yeah, it's, I mean, first of all, terrorism is illegal to begin with. Mm-hmm. So, and it, I mean, it's kind of like the, the gun issue where it's oh, no. people use guns to kill people. Okay. And, you know, I'm pro 2A. I don't give a shit if our listeners are offended by that at all. So, <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, killing someone is already illegal. You can make more laws to make it harder to kill someone. But if you take away a gun, now you've got a knife. Now you've got a car. And te- I mean, people who are doing terrorists, they can do it however they want. And if you want to go rent a moving truck, you can pay in U.S. dollar. Mm. You know, it doesn't matter if you're paying in Bitcoin. Now, I'm sure that there's ways that they hide. I think money laundering is a big thing. Mm -hmm. A lot of their operations, how they fund training or, you know, stuff like that. uh, I think that that helps them fly under the radar in that case. But it's good to see that that I guess this is like the terrorist ICO, though. I mean, this is pretty ridiculous. (laughs) Like, but you made it publicly visible on a blockchain. (laughs) Like, yeah, what the fuck? The fundraising campaign was managed by a group and they aimed to raise 2,500. They had like a hard cap per fighter. (laughs) It's like an animated 30 second video. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So well, anyway, how did the white paper look? Did you check it out? Yeah, I don't know. It looked pretty bad. <laughs> so yeah. Anyway, that's that's good news for us. Uh, it's good to see that you know cryptocurrency not out there funding terrorism as mm. as uh, hysterical as people claim it to be. Yeah, exactly. Especially on nine eleven, we we uh, you know we we want to support the good guys on that side of the fight, and we want Bitcoin to to be a good change for the world, not you know, allow crazy catastrophes like that to ever happen again. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, respect to everyone that, that lost their lives on, on that day, uh, both in the towers and, you know, in the planes as well. So uh, definitely respect to those people. Yeah, for sure. That's like I said, that's uh, it's gut wrenching to go back and watch that stuff. But I think it's important to, to look back at that and, and remember that that shit really did happen. And, uh, you know, life is short and can happen yeah. that can happen to anyone so absolutely so you know moving on kind of segueing here you're going to token fest i'm not going uh i had previous sitting this one out yep i'm sitting this one out my uh old man body could not take it anymore tell them the real reason why you're not going what do you mean because you bought a doge oh yeah i just bought a doge so i have a half shiba so the the doge the actual doge is a shiba inu i have a half shiba half pomeranian which is a ridiculously cute looking dog but uh never thought i'd own like a small dog but people always ask is that a puppy or is it just a small dog i'm like both oh it's both so i'm not getting any sleep i uh agitate all of my coworkers, but uh loving the guy yeah what's his name shep shep yeah like short for shepherd i like that yeah it's a good name Shep. So, yeah, anyway, I will be out in Boston this week. Uh, going to go to Fenway. Going to see one of the original mm-hmm. ballparks. Mm-hmm. Um, going to hit Token Fest. So, you know, be on the lookout. We're going to push out some awesome content from that. I know you guys are still waiting on us to uh, to get out some of the cool stuff from the Ross Ulbricht, uh, Lynn Ulbricht interview. So we're going to have some of that stuff for you guys as soon as possible. Uh, we've been working kind of double time over here at ICO Alert to, to get some exclusive content for you guys. So... Uh, keep your eyes peeled, and uh, you know, as always, we keep commenting on the ICO Alert Roundtable. Yep, the Roundtablers, and, and I think next week we're gonna start video content for you guys. So you're gonna, oh, you're gonna see our pretty faces finally. Let us know how you feel about that. Like, about, rate, subscribe, smash that bell. Smash that bell. Yeah, whatever people have to do out there. Yeah, exactly. But uh, yeah, that'll be cool. I'm excited to you know start that. I think Ryan Dennis, our head of content, is putting that together. So just like the Everything EOS guys, they don't get all the cool stuff. We uh, we get to have some cool things too for our listeners. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. Cool, man. Oh. What? No, that's it. Okay. Good luck in, uh, good luck in Boston. All right. Cheers. Everyone here has good enough voices that the podcast is going to sound good. Just make sure you guys are uh, talking directly into that microphone. Yeah. Okay. Especially with the echo. We want to make it as high quality as possible for our listeners. You got it. Now, Jamie, you're a fan of our podcast. I sure am. I am a fan, a long-time listener. Um, I enjoy the sundried uh, uh, types of episode. You've got the Bitkinsign table, the round, <laughs> the round table. That's interesting. What, what's going on with that? I'm curious to know what's... Uh, 
you know, is there's there's factions within the ICO alert community, from what I can tell, or company rather. Right. That's well, what I'm smelling. So I think one of the coolest things about working at ICO alert is everybody kind of gets the opportunity to create their own brand within ICO alert. So Pete K created Bitkenstein's table, which he's very heavy into, you know, classical music and mm-hmm. philosophy and he likes to look at the angle of cryptocurrency and how that's affected by philosophy and mm-hmm. uh, obviously the... It's very zen. I listen to it like when I'm on my peaceful walks through the city and it just puts me in a calm state of mind. I usually listen yeah. to it right before sleep. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it covers a lot of history. It uh, does. A lot. Yeah. So basically the philosophy and the history, the, how it, it, he applies it to crypto and just for record, it's Bitkenstein. Bitkenstein. Yeah. Okay, so sorry. He, he might get upset if he was listening. <laughs> mea culpa, mea culpa, mea maxima culpa. Yeah, so he uh, he actually scripts those entire episodes. I believe it. Yeah, and he he just came out with a new episode today. So this is kind of a, a cross um, advertisement for him. Yep. He just came out with a new episode today that I, I'm very excited to hear about, which is a world in which someone commits a crime where all blockchains are private. Hmm. in the future and and then the exact same circumstance where all blockchains are open ledger and everything every interactions on the open so ledger. so not to shill my own project but that actually is very apropos uh selfie so part of what you do on selfie oh is wait all you public. have a project that's what we're that's here to right. talk yeah, about yeah 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 no i mean whatever yeah no, I'm, I'm, I'm here to enjoy the beers with you guys and uh enjoy the laughs and you know the the crypto the crypto spirit du jour, but uh, right. Yeah. So tell us how. Tell us about Selfio. How does it relate to to that? To that. So Selfio is a location-based chat app, and uh, I'm very interested in building hyper-local communities. So when you post a photo or a video on Selfio, if you post it public, by default, it's in the public. We'll call it part of the blockchain, although it's not on blockchain by default. That's basically a premium upgrade that we're offering later on. Or you can do location-based chat on a private basis. So exactly sort of what uh, you were just talking about in terms of this. Here's the public version of... Imagine if all Tinder conversations were public. Uh, wow. That's that's sort of where yeah. we're going with Selfie. Right. It would be yeah. interesting to see how people behave once it's public, rather it is interesting without while it's you know, or, or it's private. So well, and I've actually heard a good argument for why you should allow people to remain anonymous on social media platforms uh, instead of having everyone be their own name is because when people are anonymous, they're they're not afraid to push the envelope with ideas or be edgy enough. When, yeah, it and, keeps and, it interesting. Yeah, and if you listen to the roundtable, you'd know I'm, I'm all about free speech and kind of pushing the edge and allowing free speech and people to kind of, yep. if you have a terrible idea, hang yourself with your own rope. And so you have to have bad ideas that, because you can't, work them into good ideas if they're not a bad idea first. So I'm from New Hampshire. I, I, uh, I, I guess I sort of lean libertarian. I totally understand all that. Um, but so anonymity on social networks is a really interesting concept. We actually require people to register with their cell phone. We're not connected to Facebook or Insta or anything else like that. You do need to register with your cell phone. You can put whatever you want for a display name. You can change it anytime you want. You can change your avatar. So it's pseudo-anonymous. But what I've found with pure anonymous can often degenerate into really bad stuff. So like you have to be able to hold people accountable if it gets really, really bad. But you're right, like pseudo-anonymous keeps it more interesting. Yeah, for and, sure. and I think with crypto too, especially if it's a social media platform where you, ha- you earn by using the platform, it's, it's a good idea to have someone at least use a cell phone number so that they can't just spam the system. And so we've been, uh, well, I personally have been a huge advocate of YouTube alternatives like BitTube and like mm-hmm. DTube. But one of the problems with these platforms right now, uh, DTube specifically, is when you post a video, there's a there's five million people follow you and they're all bots. Mm-hmm. And so if it's not tied to a unique identifier that can't be replicated, exactly. like a cell phone number, yep. then it can be spammed very easily. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, I'm all about sort of you know giving people the platform to say whatever they want, post whatever they want, as long as it's you know, as long as it's not dangerous. And I mean, you you know what I mean. But yeah, cell right, phone basically right. is a default way of keeping out a lot of spammers and a lot of bad actors. Yeah. Right. So tell me about Selfie Yo, because you guys are uh, ahead of the curve. Uh, sure. And I, and 
I, I'm seeing this more and more, especially as the market has kind of taken its dive as we're really mm-hmm. starting to weed out a lot of the bullshit and we're getting down to the, the MVPs, the tech, the yep. fundamentalists. And you guys, you have a fully functional app working right now. So yep. tell me kind of where you're at in your development process and what the roadmap looks like for you yeah. guys. So I guess we took kind of an opposite approach from um, you know what we saw most ICOs and projects doing over the 2017 and even the early part of 2018. We've been building Selfieo for the last um, almost 24 months focused on the core MVP. So we've got uh, a beta out on iPhone. We do have a more of an alpha out on the Google Play and Android store right now, location-based photos and video. We've got kind of that part of the social graph working. And um, a few months ago, we launched, actually, so we have a, a token on uh, Ethereum mainnet called SGT, stands for Selfieo Gold Token. That is a, we're, we're, we're doing an ICO, um, but we're doing it as a Reg D 506C in the US and Reg S internationally, so it's a security token. For us, it's a fundraising vehicle for now. I think that's consistent with uh, the, the statements that we see from public uh, regulators here in the US, definitely a security. But the long-term goal, so once we get through the ICO process and once we you know, comply with all the um, the holding periods and all sorts of other stuff, the goal is to eventually morph into a utility. I was actually really excited to see the uh, the statements that, um, I think it was the CFTC, I don't know if it was CFTC or uh, SEC, actually we've got a, a friend in the room here who is an expert uh, banker, we won't mention what bank, but he can give me a nod, was it the CFTC or the, the SEC, okay, that basically said um, Ethereum is indeed a utility token now. There was a time, so at the time that they did their sale, it was definitely a security. They probably violated all sorts of stuff. Um, I think that's really cool because I think it sends the message that if you do a compliant token sale now, as long as you do it by the books, you can turn into a utility later on. So that's our goal, is to introduce basically blockchain features, give people the option to put their content on chain if they want, um, take some of the premium things that like Tinder is doing with in-app purchases and make that an SGT-oriented thing within the app. Right, yeah. And it is it is helpful that these regulatory bodies are starting to give us definitions now. Yeah. Because uh, I know we were lost in limbo for a while there at the last Token Fest. We're at Token Fest Boston now. We were in Token Fest San Francisco in March, was it? Yeah, I think so. And uh, you had the CFTC calling it a commodity. You had the SEC calling it a security. You, and you had somebody else call it a property. And it was like, all yeah. right, well, we don't know how to react. And it's interesting. I actually talked to a guy who um, he advises a lot of different ICO and token sale projects. Don't open that beer too loud, man. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he, he said he was at a kind of a, I guess it, maybe it was an exclusive meeting with some of the people from the SEC. And they were talking about their game plan for all of these token raise companies and projects for 2016, 2017, because they kind of, a lot of them kind of just took the money and ran. Mm-hmm. And they didn't ever have a, a roadmap that That's they insane. planned on, yeah. you know. Um, Let alone he, an MVP in market. Right, right, yeah, right. Insane. And, and so he, he asked the guy, he said, you know, what is your guy's plan? Because all these people got away with all this money. And the guy who was with the SEC said, they're working now on making all these definitions and, and solidifying the regulation. Mm-hmm. And once they do that, they're going to go back and they're going to get every single one of these. I believe it. I believe it. And, and they should. Yeah. They should. Yeah. yeah. And he said yep. the SEC between, I think it was January of this year and April of this year, hired 700 attorneys mm-hmm. just specifically for that. I wow. believe it. Yeah. Which is crazy. You know, I have mixed thoughts on So like, there are a lot of people in the crypto community that say, you know, it's unclear. We're not sure what the rules are. In fact, just last night at the cocktail party, I uh, was chatting with a couple people and sort of explaining our approach with doing the token sale. And we've got KYC, AML, you have to be an accredited investor if you're in the United States. We don't sell to anybody in New York because we don't have bit light. Like, in my mind, there are actually very clear rules. If you're, if you're selling an unregistered security, the, there is a framework for doing that right now. And there are a variety of ways to do it. You just have to work within the framework. So... I have, I mean, I, I empathize with people that may not understand all the rules, but the rules are there. And uh, I, I think we're just getting to a point where 
people are finally wrapping their head around it a little bit more. Yeah, I think those but. projects that really uh, kind of front run the framework that the government will put out as far as the regulations go, uh, will be the the ones that you know survive uh, yeah. once the regulations do come. And I do understand like why the government is taking time to put the framework together is because they really want to understand the space uh, before they you know. Sure, do there's sort of this balance between yeah. like. Um, I mean, we, we, we want to be innovative. Like, there's a lot of interesting things happening in Asia right now. I mean, I love America. I mean, I'm a, a guy from New Hampshire. I live in Boston. This is my country. I want the innovation to stay here. Right. I don't want to lose innovation to other countries. But at the same time, I think that it is reasonable to have rules that don't take advantage of, you know, people. And that's the framework that we have to work with it. I was telling uh, Evan earlier that... Um, for us at Selfio, our own tokens vest over. So, so part of our, or actually one of the, we've got an escrow contract for our own SGT. We vest over a 49 month period. So for me, it's all about the long run. I want to make sure we get through this thing. We, you know, continue to de deliver on product, execute, get the growth. And for us, it's a multi-year. You know, this is like a five, a, a four-year plan at minimum. Really, much more than that. Um, and when I hear about people that are just like doing these fly-by-night things, I'm like insane. It's insane. fascinating. Uh, the projects that I talk to and I ask them these questions for the long term, you know, post ICO, what are you doing? You know, what's your plan there? And it's fascinating to find out that they don't really have a clear picture or how they're looking to operate. They're solely mm -hmm. focusing on ICO and how to raise funds. But like, what did I just say to you this morning? I get an email or a LinkedIn message every day that blows my mind. Mm -hmm. yeah. It gets more and more ridiculous. Somebody sent me a message today on LinkedIn. They said, they'll, they'll develop your token and, I, and I run know. your ICO yeah. for less than 100 US dollars. I see these things too, and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Yeah. For less than 100 US it dollars? It gives us all a bad... It's honestly, it's embarrassing. I, I want all of these things kind of shaken out because it's embarrassing. And right. then I tell you know real friends and family what I'm out, and they're like, shaking their head and I'm like no this is real like this is yeah. we actually do have a real company we have real developers on payroll like this is legit not everything is bad out there yeah but. well and I appreciated the sentiment you were talking about earlier when we were at the, on the rooftop maybe you said um, you, you know even though you're trying to raise money right now in a bear market and mm -hmm. it's kind of you feel like you're swimming against the, the tide with the way that your token raise personally is going you still appreciate overall that it, all this bullshit's getting shaken I do out. because I think it's yeah I can say even in the last like few weeks I'm getting fewer fewer and fewer sort of like crazy people approach there's I mean there's a lot of crazy people out there in crypto and if there's money to be made there's crazy people everywhere but I hope that the crazy people find other places to go <laughs> and uh, I'm starting to to see the the light at the end of the tunnel there yeah uh, so Tell me a little bit more about SelfieYo as far as the end user perspective and what the UI and the UX is because yep. we're all familiar with Snapchat. We're all familiar with Instagram. Yep. Yep. I think these things are very, um, they're very like on a social reward type loop and they become yep. addicting and you want to yep. you know, show your friends what you're doing. Get, walk me through the UI and the UX of SelfieYo and, and explain to me how these things are going to become you know, the next type. Sure, sure. Like that. So um it's a very simple, clean UI. I mean, you open the, uh, so we're out on iPhone right now. Anybody that wants to download the iPhone app can get it. Uh, it's appstore.com forward slash selfieo. You register, create an account, uh, use your cell phone number to get the validation code, put in your avatar. And um, when, you, when you first open it, you'll see the local feed. So the idea is that you'll see photos and videos just on the screen from what's happening around you right now. That, of course, is predicated on sort of the heat in your community. I will tell our listeners here, your listeners, that um, it's tricky. Starting a social network from scratch is not easy, and everybody has what's called a ghost town problem. So behind the scenes, we basically have sort of a uh, uh, an adjustable radius tool. So like we want everybody to see something, which they do. Right. And then as real content starts to get in there, the radius gets tighter and tighter. So you see photos, you see videos, you click on it, and then similar to Tinder, um, you vote on it. You vote up or down, and then you enter the public chat room. So hyper-local kind of, you know, basically like a mashup between Tinder, Instagram, um, and Twitter for local. 
Right. And so people will be able to post like a video or, or a picture yep. selfie and then there's, there'll be a feed where it's kind of like geolocated. That's right. So yeah. you don't know what's going on if there's a Boston yeah. Red Sox game down the street. Exactly. It's good for events. It's good for meetups. It's good for like people traveling. Like the vision is, the vision is I want an app that's super simple to use that you can open up anywhere and see what's happening right now. I mean, I'll be honest. Like I didn't invent this concept. Like it's these ideas have been around for a while. And I think that um, the major social networks have gotten so big and to a degree, a little like out of control, like one of the reasons why we're doing um, the, the STO and the blockchain related component to Selfieo is in addition to using it as, a, uh, as, a, as an equity raised vehicle, in the long run, once we do start to move into the utility phase of it, I want that to support our business model so that we don't have advertising. I don't want, we're never gonna sell your data and we're not going to have traditional advertising on there. So I think there's room in the market and I'm really excited about hyper-local communities and new forms of social network that don't sell data and don't advertise to you. But we have to have a way to make money somehow and that's where we'll do the premium in-app upgrade stuff. Um, so I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a long road, there's a lot to do. We've been very, very focused on executing on the product side. Right. Um, and uh, I'm excited. Yeah. Getting there. And that's a good way to go is focus on the product side. Um, and I, like I said, I, I said this earlier, I appreciate now that we're in this bear market. I'm seeing more people start to focus on that product side. And just to touch more on, on your advertising bit there, it's crazy now that it, when YouTube first started, YouTube was, you click on the video, you get right to the video, you watch the video, you know, maybe you can like it or whatever. I know. Now you now have to sit through like you sit through ads, you yeah, take a survey so and, and it becomes just like mainstream media where yep. they're, they're slaves to whatever yep. the advertisers. Yeah. So annoying. And, and Instagram and Snapchat now is the same way. Equally I can't annoying. scroll through Snapchat yep. pictures or I'm sorry, Instagram pictures. Yep. I can't scroll through the feed without seeing an advertisement. And what's going on with these platforms is the advertisers are coming in. Somebody posts something that's, questionable and everybody freaks out because now we have you know the social justice yep. warrior mob on yep. social media and the advertiser always wins and the yep. advertiser always wins because yep. they're paying the bills exactly so now the yep. censorship comes in yep and Big this time. model is so broken so yep. it's I, totally broken yeah actually speaking of instagram and their feed um i don't know if you guys remember this but it's been about a year and a half, maybe almost two years now actually where instagram changed their algorithm so the feed is no longer uh, based on time. Right. It used to be time-based, which to me makes sense, right. but now they make it really just about, you know, heat and what's going to drive as much. So it's like, you guys... It got, doesn't even make sense to Everybody me, no. and their cousin wants to be a famous influencer. Like, I don't see the content from the people that I actually want to see anymore. I see what they want me to see. Right. So I think there's totally room to, like, do local better and turn the business model upside down. Yeah. I it's, agree. There's a huge disconnect there, and it's fascinating that you pointed that out. Uh, and you guys are pursuing that essentially that gap. It's yeah, exciting. Yeah, this is this is the next blockchain opportunity, in my opinion. Is the more the more outrageous the these social media companies get with yeah. their censoring and they're telling us yep. what we need to see. Facebook's the same way. Yep. When you log on to Facebook, it, it seems like Facebook, I can't stand it anymore, actually, it, to be honest with you. I only see like seven people. I swear, I'm I know, not friends with too. a ton of people yep. on Facebook. I keep it very And it's the limited. same damn cat video over and over and over. <laughs> yeah. Again. Like, yeah. It's like if you like one thing from someone, all of a sudden that person keeps yep. showing up on my yep. feed. I want to see everyone I'm friends yep. with. I well, that's what we're building. I'm, I'm building like what I what I want is a, a really easy to use, hyper local, simple, no advertising, no data selling. Yeah, I, there's room in the market. People tell me all the time. They're like, Jamie, you're crazy. Why are you doing the Snapchat is out there? They're a multi billion dollar. And I'm like, I get it. I get it. This isn't for the faint of heart. Um, but I think there's room. I, a lot of people that I talk to say, yeah, like I would use this. And I'm like, right. cool. Now we need to. You know, keep going, double down, get the word out there and start start burning it up. Yeah. So speaking of that, then tell me what's on the roadmap for you guys for the end of 2018 and then 2019. Sure. So in the near term, um, I mean, we're constantly iterating on product um, in the near term. We need to get a new Android update out like yesterday. I really wanted that out in time for Token Fest, but we didn't quite get there. I've got it on uh, my Android right now. It's in test mode. Uh, we've got to get Android up to parity with iPhone. We're actually testing a new type of f 
UI on Android. So on the current iPhone feed, it's sort of this uh, collage of photos. Like the feed is, uh, it shows a whole bunch of photos at a time. The Android version that we're going to put out soon, knock on wood, um, is a more straight line like Instagram style. So we're going to test these in parallel. Um, and we're constantly always trying to make it better, constantly always trying to make it faster. We're not going to start the blockchain um, in-app development until after we do the, until after we finish the, the ICO. Um, I basically have bootstrapped this entire thing. Like I fund the entire thing myself. I've been doing it for a while and it's a expensive, um, people think that I'm crazy for doing it, maybe I am, but uh, I have to kind of go in, in strides here. So I'm focusing on like, major, major consumer-facing things, so consumer-facing today issues, and then we basically will kind of build out the entire in-app crypto side of it once we do the, the raise. So, does that make sense? Or? Made complete sense. Complete sense, cool. Yeah, you give me confidence. That's what I like to hear is guys that are focused on the tech and the fundamentals, not people that are wasting their time pitching to, I don't know, the ICO crowd. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they basically yeah. focus on how their token is going to rise in value. Right. Yeah. By yeah. now with the 50% bonus, you know. Yeah. <laughs> That's <laughs> usually what happens. Yeah. Or they're going after major influencers that are, yeah. you know, they have to give half their tokens away. To That's the insane. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> That's unbelievable. So, so we're here in Boston where the reason we're here is because of TokenFest. Uh, what, did, what were your thoughts on the convention? Was there any projects you saw there that you liked or any anything you like of note for you? Um. So I really liked the, uh, what, what's the name of that little throwaway coin? I mean, it's not a throwaway coin. Like these guys that are doing the coin hardware wallet, like basically your public key is in the form of a QR code on the back of the coin. The private key is underneath the little seal. So it makes... Like oh, a, and it looks like an actual coin. It looks like coin. an actual coin. Yeah, that was cool. I like that. Yeah, what those guys called? were in San Fran too. I was checking it out. They, uh, I, I actually thought about buying one. I, I did too. In fact, I think I might buy I might buy a few. It might be like a good little Christmas present for people or something. That, that's a good yeah. idea. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Get your Christmas shopping early. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think the, the conference... The numbers are down a little bit here. Um, yeah, this was a small conference. Yeah. Yep. Uh, San Francisco though, that happened in, in March. Again, I'm... Was it March or April? Right. Yeah, we'll have to double check the calendar. Um, Whenever it was, it was, was pretty that big? much was that huge or yeah, yeah that was, it was bigger. Yeah. It, yeah, but we're still at the at the peak there back yeah. then. I mean, it was going down a little bit, but people thought it was kind of taking that dip, getting ready for the second run. And I went to the uh, the London crypto show back in May. I love London, great city, and um, I was very dismayed. So this was still not quite peak, but kind of things were in full motion, and. Um, so many bizarre, wacky projects, like and, and like row after row after row of ICOs with little more than a white paper and some booth babes raising yeah. tens of millions of dollars. And I'm like, this is fucking insane. That's yeah, that's like, exactly when, what when I, was that? This was in May, the London crypto show. Um, I think uh, this the, past May. This past May, yeah. Mm. Maybe it was March. Actually, I can't remember. It began with an M. It was either M, March, or, <laughs> March or May. I don't remember. Booth babes for me is a huge red flag. Yeah, that's yeah. just what. Come on. I mean, you, don't get me wrong. Everybody likes booth babes, but <laughs> there's right. got to be a heck of a lot more substance. Well, so a couple thoughts here. First of all, uh, when we were in Toronto at Futurist, which was actually a great conference. Yeah, it was um, amazing. I heard that was yeah. good. I the, actually heard your roundtable discussion uh, yeah, after the show. We recorded yeah. at like 11 p.m. or 11.30. It was like... <laughs> <laughs> we were, so we were going around and doing uh, spot interviews with a bunch of different projects. And I was, I was thinking there was a specific project there that had booth candy. And I was, I was thinking, man, I should just go up to them and start asking them the most hardcore technical questions I can think of and just on the spot, you know, see if they you can. might be surprised. For those of you that, uh, that don't know, Evan's wife is in the room with us right now. So she is listening to everything. <laughs> right now, so. <laughs> yeah. So, um, another, another note on, on the booth babes, um, uh, I feel like, and I was saying this actually to Ryan Dennis, he's our head of content, who's, he's here at the conference with us as well, uh, especially at the, at the cocktail party last night where we got some footage. There's, it seems like there's a lot of women actually in the industry yeah. where when you talk yeah. to them, they're yeah. not just there, you know, for sure. They know they're either running a project, they're heavily involved in a there's project. There's plenty they of smart women in the industry. About. Yeah, there's yeah. plenty. Um, I have to say, like, from a product standpoint, 
I think women sort of understand it, at least on the social side of things, what we're doing. Like, I tend to trust the intuition of women more than men when it comes to building these social products because the experience is so different. Like, yeah. for women using social products versus men, totally different experiences. Yeah. And it's critical that applications, frankly, cater towards the women and not the men. The men will always show up. They'll show yep, up. Yep. Uh, but you really yeah. have to make it it's work It's like having a party. Yeah, if you have yeah. beer, the, the men will the show up. But if you have up. beer and women, yeah. a lot more people are going to show up yeah. at that party. Yeah. <laughs> it's uh, kind of like when you're DJing and then you throw in a song where women da- start dancing, the guys will start dancing too. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They'll come. Yeah. We make it. Uh, I don't want to get. I don't want to talk about self. I mean, I love talking about selfie. Oh, who am I kidding? But um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but I don't want to make it sound like I'm shilling it too hard. But we make it really is uh, easy to block and delete people. Like that was something that like you'd be amazed well, at. Um, I, I don't know what what this episode is going to be rated, but you'd be amazed at how many dick pics women get on various you social can networks. Say whatever it's all, so it's okay. a lot of dick pics out there and. Uh, I learned that you have to make it super easy for them to block and delete content. Yeah. Um, super otherwise, we're just going to lose those yeah, users. Otherwise, right you, away. Dick pics yeah. on the blockchain. Yeah. Dick, <laughs> yeah, dick dicks on the blockchain. Yeah. That's a, that, no, that's a, that's a shit coin right there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, <laughs> dick coin. Yeah. But yeah, going back to what we were saying is just uh, with the quality of the project. So yeah, even though the numbers are down, and I've mentioned this uh, in the previous podcast, um, is that the the quality I've seen is much better than before at the conference because like these shit projects I think they can't good. really yeah. afford I guess or come well out. because you're changing the economic incentives so like I don't think we're there yet in fact I think there's still room to shake out more of these charlatans yeah. shake the motherfucking charlatans out but um once the economic incentives no longer make sense then they go elsewhere. Uh, which right. is great. I don't know where they're going to go. Arby's, Wendy's, who knows what they're going to do. But <laughs> What's yeah. the meme? McDonald's. I like Arby's and Wendy's, yeah. but maybe they'll just <laughs> yeah, go back. I think and McDonald's is. So. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I've uh, last all confessed, I remember there were uh, quite a few of those like gold mining ICOs, you know, yeah. and, you know, a oh, few man. of them uh, approached us, you know, to, to do like promotions and, and, and stuff for them. But, you know, we would ask them these questions like, oh, well, you know, how much of a gold reserve do you have to back this coin? That's so weird. And it's like, yeah, it's like 15%, but we got the, you know, mining process in place. We're going to mine, you know, the rest of gold to back up the coin. And I want to go back and wow. kind of check on those projects and see if those websites still work. You know, it's funny you mentioned that, Dimitri. So I saw, I think the only truly shit project that I saw today, and... <laughs> I feel bad saying this, but I saw one of those in Boston mm-hmm. today, and um, I was actually really surprised that they had a booth. I'm looking at the. I took a picture of it right now. It's a. Uh, it irritates me a little bit because their token acronym is too similar to ours. So Selfio <laughs> Gold Token is SGT. I don't know that I want to say this because I don't want to like you know get them too Theirs much. Theirs is very similar though. It's very similar, yeah. and it's a. It's like literally a mining, like as in gold mining. Thing. Yeah, and I'm like, this is. Weird. What the fuck? Guaranteed like, returns. Well, yeah. Like I love the calculator. Like, guaranteed increasing profitability. I'm like, okay, huh? I love the All calculator right. they have on the website. Usually, you know, when you go on the website homepage, you're like, okay, if I put in a thousand dollars, this is, you know, they have a little slider, how much money you can put in, and then it shows Lambos, you the returns. Lambos, baby. Lambos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> then it shows you what you're gonna get. Yeah. <laughs> then it's like, oh, in like six months, you're gonna have ten thousand dollars. You get Lambo. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> or world's first. That's always something we just. Oh, come on. You're not yeah. the world's first fucking gold mine. Like, let's get over it. This was the only one that I that jumped out at me as like just super weird. Like when I was in London at the crypto show, there were a lot of these ultra bizarre things that ended up raising a ton of money where they are now. I have no idea. They're probably in a Bezo with John McAfee. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, but there was just one today in Boston. So I think that's a good sign. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah it is a good sign. We're, we're getting there. The industry is moving in the right yeah. direction. And, and it's helped us change our business model as well, where when things are steaming along and everybody's you know raising millions of dollars we have to be very transactional and it's like uh-huh. okay you need a banner you need an email campaign like let's yeah. let's get it done because we've got a million on the backlog yep and now that the market's slowed down we have the opportunity to travel and meet face to face with the projects that we were actually interested in and bring actual not that not that we didn't do filtering in the past i mean obviously we're not going to 
you know, promote shit coins in the past. But now that the market has slowed down, it gives us the ability to really dive in deep and be like, this is an awesome project. Selfie, they've got the MVP. They're in Boston. Let's sit down and, and talk about it, you know? I really appreciate that you guys came up here, actually. I, uh, I'm very grateful for the opportunity to chat with you. And, uh, yeah, just happy to put faces to names. I've been listening to you for a while, so thanks. Appreciate yeah, it. Awesome. Yeah, awesome. All right. I think that about wraps it up for us, boys. That's yep. it. We've, we've got some more beers. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's anything else uh, you'd like to say, Jamie, before we wrap it up here, uh, the, uh, the floor is yours. Well, so let's see. So, so I popped into the, um, the little, uh, my local beer store. I knew you guys were coming up, and I, I wanted to get a variety of crypto-related beers. So right. uh, we got the Goodnight Moon Imperial Milk Porter right here. So I don't know when we're going to moon, but we're definitely in. A, <laughs> I would uh, say Goodnight Moon is... Like every night you go to bed for the past six months, you could say good night, moon. Good night, moon. I've got the I've got the tears of green India Pale Ale right here from Captain Lawrence. It's a local brewing company in uh, in Massachusetts, and yes. uh, we all wish that we would be crying tears of green, but we're not. We're just uh, yeah. crying regular tears. Green candles. What was the one D- Dimitri had it earlier? It, uh, the beer name was almost com- it was almost ethereal. Yeah, almost ethereal. It was a yeah. Ethereus, I think. Ethereus. Yeah. 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 And then my, my, my beer was called Small Change. So I was like, oh, this is like Dima had Ethereus, and now I have the new Ethereus, which is Small Change. Ethereum's <laughs> Crypto Dust. Yeah, yeah, right. That'd be a good one. Yeah, so... I think that's it for us then, fellas. Cool. Yeah. All right. Great. Let's go watch the Boston Red Sox. Let's go watch yep. the Red Sox. All right. Thank you, everybody. This is Jamal from WSGT <laughs> in Boston. <laughs> All right, guys. Thanks, Jamie. Thanks, Cheers. Guys. All right. Cheers. Bye-bye.